Support for WRFA is brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. As a local community resource, Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union is committed to providing its members with the professional financial services they have come to expect. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. For more information, including how to become a member, call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. You've been listening to Community Matters. Following her presentation to Jamestown City Council this past Monday, we had a chance to speak with Chautauqua County Humane Society Executive Director Kelly Roberts about the proposed program to reduce the number of feral cats in Jamestown. Kelly, if you can explain what you talked about, the um, the TNVR program at the City Council Public Safety meeting on Monday night, but I was looking for kind of more explanation and how will this program, assuming that it's passed by the city council on April 25th, how will this program work in Jamestown? Well, we are um, planning to start out slow. Uh, we don't really know what the response is going to be. So we have already put some sort of general questions on our Facebook page um, to try to get us in touch with some people who might already be feeding colonies of cats so we have a good place to start. Um, we think there will be a lot of questions early on. So one of the things I didn't bring up the other night, but I'm almost positive is going to happen, is in early May, together with the city, we're going to host um, a public meeting. And there will obviously be more details to come on that. But that will be a great time for anybody to come, you know, to get more familiar with the program or to ask any questions and that type of thing. But in general, the way it's going to work is that initially folks will need to trap cats themselves. We just don't have the volunteers yet or the staff um, to be going in and doing a lot of field work. We're hoping to develop a team of volunteers who are going to help us with that. Um, but for right now, we're just going to have to start with the folks who are, you know, already feeding the cats to trap. We are going to slowly grow our um, inventory of traps that we have to lend to the public. Um, there will be a deposit-type situation with that so that we're helping, um, you know, provide that end of it because obviously most people don't routinely have traps. Um, there will be appointments set up for people to bring their cats in. They will have to come early in the morning. It, I think our surgery days are going to be every other Monday. They're going to have to bring their kitties in early. We will be driving them up to Operation Pets up in either Blaisdell or Lancaster. They'll stay there the day for surgery, and then they will be brought back down for pickup at CCHS, at least at this point at CCHS, around 5 o'clock probably in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. So. Okay. I don't, wasn't sure how much you wanted me to, how much oh, no. detail you would like. All the details. Okay. I love all the details because I think a lot of people <laughs> are interested in this program and, you know, have questions. And it's great to hear that there's possibly going to be this um, public, you know, question meeting so people will be able to get more information. But I think people have, if there's an opportunity to get some of those questions answered now, people might have a better understanding. I think so, too. Um, you know, one of the things that I, w- nobody asked this the other night, but one of the things that I would like to address a little bit is, um, you know, folks say this is a long time coming or, you know, about time or whatever. And, you know, the fact of the matter is we're not a spay-neuter clinic at CCHS. We're an animal shelter. 
and we squeeze in and do as many spay-neuter surgeries for the public, whether they're animals that they own or they are like the community cats, you know, that they're just being responsible for. Um, we don't have a veterinarian on staff at CCHS, so this has really been a very long time coming to be able to put all of the pieces together to make this happen. Um, veterinarians are very hard to come by, and we're really, really lucky to have had this partnership come together with Feral Cat Focus and Operation Pets up in the Buffalo area that will allow this to happen. You know, um, so I just really wanted to reinforce that, um, you know, this isn't easy to put together, and we're probably not going to be able to meet every need right off the bat, and that's why I keep stressing we have to start slowly because it's just going to be one step at a time. And I just keep saying this is, you know, we have to start somewhere, and this is we're just jumping in feet first, you know, to give it a go. Um one of the other things I guess I want to address a little bit is that, it, and again, it didn't come up yet, but I think that it might, is that, um, you know, sometimes when there are, um, people are caring for cats, but if they're feral and they really can't get anywhere near them, they might not know anything about the cat's medical condition. So sometimes when they're trapped and then when they get to the veterinarian and they're sedated to have surgery, um, the vets might find some other condition. Um, they'll all be routinely treated for fleas at the time that they go in for surgery, but, you know, maybe they have um, an abscess or, you know, whatever it might be, some other type of injury. And we will be addressing those as a case-by-case basis. You know, sometimes when someone traps a cat and brings them in, they might know they have an injury or, you know, something wrong and that they will alert us to. And those are, like I say, all going to have to be case-by-case. Um, we will definitely be addressing them, but um, it might be at Operation Pets. They might come back here, and we might be helping with that through CCHS. Again, we're just not sure what to expect exactly, but we're as prepared for that as we can be um, so that by the time the cats are ready to be released um, back where they have been cared for, they'll be in the best health possible. Um, another question I think some people will be asking is what about the kittens or um, why does the cat have to be returned to um, where they're being cared for? And with the kitten question, again, I think it's going to vary a little bit depending on how old the kittens are. And, um, you know, that will, again, have to be judged case by case. But for a little bit older kittens, like, say, eight-ish weeks that have already been weaned, we will look to try to bring some of those kitties in, socialize them, and put them up for adoption versus returning them. Um, again, the numbers of cats might be vast enough. You know, we're just not sure how many of those kittens we'll be able to take in, but that's going to be part of our plan is to try not to be re-releasing kittens back into the neighborhood if we can take them in and work to socialize them so that they can become adoptable. And, again, that's where foster families are going to pay, play a key role because we only have so much room at the shelter. So um, that's kind of the question or the answer for the question with kittens. If it's moms with litters, again, we'll have to talk to the individual caregivers and see how old the kittens are to handle those on a case-by-case basis. The reason um, 
the cats have to be re-released um, back into the neighborhood. There's, there's a few reasons behind that. Um, initially, kind of on the business end of that, um, when in working in this field, there's, we are given an excellent fee um, of $25 per, per cat at Operation Pets to spay or neuter them. And that's with um, help from Operation Pets and Feral Cat Focus, who are each kicking in a subsidy to help us really get this program going. Um, we are calling this a two-year pilot. We have the subsidy this year. I don't know what will happen for next year, but that's very generous of them to help us get this going for as low cost as possible. But in order to receive that pricing, um, the way that it works at Operation Pets is that is the what used to be called return to field. That is the price that we get for the spay-neuter surgery for cats who are going back to where they came from. You know, and again, that's where it comes in with the caregivers and that type of thing that I think we'll talk about maybe a little bit more later. But that's a significant part of this is that, um, you know, we at CCHS can't take these cats. Operation Pets can't take these cats. It's a cycle, you know, um, trapping them, altering them, and then returning turning them after they're medically cared for. So that's a, a very important part of this. Um, another piece of it is that on the um, health and well-being of the cats part of this is that cats who are feral, who aren't socialized with people, um, they're usually not going to, you know, come around to be comfortable living in a home like your cat or my cat is. And it's just not in the best interest of those cats to house them in the shelter and then try to find placement for them. It's just not feasible for a variety of reasons. Um, so that's part of this as well for folks to understand is that there is an important reason that we don't bring feral cats into the shelter um, because, part, you know, a large part of this is improving the life of the cats as well, and it's no life for them to um, live in a cage in the shelter as we try to find placement for them. So... Um, Jeez, I could talk all day. Do you have other questions? I did. <laughs> One of the questions that, I mean, you mentioned it. So the way it sounds like me to this is is that you will have people that are maybe are on a contact list who are designated as people who can bring in these cats. And so it's not going to be a situation where someone can just come in off the street and say, hey, I have this cat I found. Um, I mean, is that, am I reading, am I hearing that correctly in terms of how the program will work? That'll be, you know, specific people will have the designation to bring in from the public or uh, what, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what the way that TNVR has been proven to be the most effective is what they call targeted. So if that is pretty much one colony or one neighborhood at a time, depending on the number of cats. So we don't want, you know, someone from Palmer Street bringing in cats and then someone from Baker Street bringing in cats. You know, we don't want them from a variety of colonies around the city. So we will be working with folks on an individual basis, which we already do at our current um, CCHS clinic right now. We do it the same way. When we find out that someone has a colony, we try to get the, an idea of the number of cats that they have. And then we work together with them to, you know, get those cats trapped. We do the transport up. They're returned um, to the neighborhood so that we take care of one colony at a time. So, yeah, everything has to be scheduled because at this point we only have 10 surgery slots every other week at Operation Pets. So 
we're we're on a set number there, so it has to be planned. Okay. If someone did, who's outside of the program does happen to bring in an animal, uh, I think you had mentioned in the council meeting that there are other, you know, those are cases where someone might be charged, you know, is that still going to be an option for at least in the city of Jamestown for people if they are finding animals, well, I should say specifically cats, uh, that they could still bring in even if they're not part of the, the TNMVR, DNVR program? Well, um, anybody who brings in animals for surgery has to be scheduled. So we're not really a walk-in facility um, for much of anything, quite honestly, you know, it's all more efficient if we can schedule. So um, if you're asking if we're still going to do city cat TNVR surgeries at CCHS, um, we will be doing that from approximately November through March at CCHS. What I'm hoping, though, is that um, well, the program is running in the city um, basically from April to the beginning of November. I'm hoping we'll be able to send all the Jamestown cats up to Orchard Park. Um, but again, we're just going to have to kind of take a look at what actually happens once we get started. But we'll still be running the CCHS TNR clinic for cats, um, you know, in other areas of the county and stuff year-round. Okay. And you mentioned uh, that that there is um, obviously the city's providing $5,000 toward this program, but then you're also have grant requests out. Is this something that you have like partial budget, you know, funding budgeted already that, you know, and then you're just seeking additional funds knowing that you'll need them? Well, we're prepared um, again for at least the first year or two um, to make this work. However, we have to, um, we already have added this to another, a current staff person's workload. So um, even though it's not the preferred way to do the and to do the transport, there's um, that CCHS is just for the year to make this, you know, as affordable and doable um, as possible. But again, just see how it goes. So, yeah, I do have a grant request right out um, outright to the RCF that I hope will cover the expenses so that we don't have to charge folks for those. Again, that's up in the air right now, so I don't know what's going to happen, but we will still, even if we don't get that funding, we will still work with people um, because the other side of this is that we plan to um, do fundraising, you know, to bring in some money to support this program, hoping maybe we can get some sponsorships for both of these first two years to give us, um, you know, not only the financial backing, but also to see what you know, the interest level of the community and some things like that and how willing they are to support this. And um, Brian actually is working on it as we speak probably is we will be putting up a page on our website for people to donate as well. So we have some general plans already, but it's kind of a combination of the city funding, see it, um, if we can get some grants, whether it's CRC or elsewhere, and then fundraising for it. But we plan to go ahead with it however that part works out. <laughs> Great. Well, um, I appreciate you giving me a call and giving us more information on this today. Okay, Julia. 